to decoms and sub blanc i'm circle hannock this is the podcast where i get a little tipsy on wine and re-watch the movies from my childhood it's basically what xenon predicted for the 21st century thank you for joining me on this little adventure now let's get your head in the game so um as you may or may not be able to tell by my voice and uh, the immediate laughter at the beginning of this podcast. I am already a little bit tipsy. Um, It's Sunday when I'm recording. I went out for bottomless mimosas. I took full advantage of the bottomless mimosas. Oh, Lord. Um, And so here we are. I had no idea what movie I wanted to watch today. Um, It's like 80 degrees. I've been outside all morning. I was like, I just need to, you know, settle in in the AC, watch a good decom. And my best friend Allison came in clutch. She recently watched and recommended the Even Stevens movie, which is chaotic um, for sure. So we're going to watch the Even Stevens movie. Um, I remember quite a bit about this one. It's in Hawaii or like some remote island they're there on a free vacation potentially and then everything goes wrong um there's like secret cameras and reality tv show situation so that is what i remember i also remember um christy carlson romano was like my disney channel queen from day one between her and hillary duff i was like wow this is who i want to be when i grow up um Christy Carlson Romano, I feel like is trying to be a TikTok star these days. So very excited to get into what is this girl up to. Um, But for now, we're just going to proceed with even Steven's movie. I'm going to watch it. I'm sure it'll be a tight 90 minutes once again. And then we'll report back with uh, with the synopsis. Thanks, everyone. All right, my friends, we're back again, tight 90 minutes. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Disney. So what is the Even Stevens movie about? Well, friendly reminder, Even Stevens was on from 2000 to 2003. So this served as the series finale, basically. Um, The movie I remembered quite a bit of, um, but basically uh, Shia LaBeouf's character, Louis Stevens, is a rebel rouser, you may say. Um, and his sister, Ren, aka Christy Carlson Romano, they start the movie, of course, on an off foot. Um, Ren is graduating junior high, even though she looks like she's 30. And of course, Lewis has a prank that he plays on her. It ruins the whole graduation. Um, so they're fighting from the start. And then the family kind of descends into additional chaos. So Ren and her boyfriend break up. She volunteers to babysit Beans. Uh, Donnie, the oldest Stevens brother, is going off to college. Um, Their dad is unemployed. There's just feels like a lot of unsettled family stuff going on. And in perfect timing, um, a strange man shows up their house and says, hey, you won an all-expenses-paid trip to 
uh, this island called Mandolino. Okay, cool. So they go to Mandolino. They're on this island. Uh, there's some cultural appropriation, which we'll get into later. But basically, they're on the island. They're welcomed by the locals. And then everything goes to shit. Um, Louis Stevens destroys this palace. They have a curse that's placed on them and the island so the natives are shunning them and they have to live uh, survivor style on this island and then basically um, the man who is hosting them on this island Mike McDermott pits them against each other Uh, so it's three on three one parent on each team they go through life on this island everything sucks Um, they're set up to hate each other and be miserable um and they have all these actors that are acting as locals to make the situation worse we realize midway through that actually as you may have expected or not this is a reality show called family fake out um everyone's an actor everything is on camera the situation's set up to make for good tv um and Everyone is watching back at home. So how did they end up on this TV show, you may ask? Well, they were nominated by Lewis's friends, Twitty and Tawny, um, when they realized that they, you know, set the family up to be miserable and fail. They decide to go to this island to rescue them because, oh, surprise, surprise, they're not actually on a remote island, you know, a million miles away. They're on an island off the, off the coast of California cool great so tawny and twitty show up and they like let the family know hey this whole thing is a reality show like miles this guy is a bad dude and they're filming you this whole time so then at the end of the movie um ren tries to throw lewis off a cliff he does Miles freaks out because he's like, oh my god, this is a show. Like, no one's supposed to die by falling off a cliff. And then it turns out that the family was in on it at this point. And then they, you know, tricked the whole cast and crew of Family Fake Out. Anyway, that was kind of a simple description. Like, when I think about it and I was watching it, I was like, the plot of this movie is actually not overly complicated. Um... But, you know, feels weird to say it out loud. Okay. So, what are some highs? What aged well? Um, I kind of forgot that Dave Coulier was in this movie, a.k.a. Uncle Joey from Full House. He's credited really early in the list of actors' names that are coming up on the screen at the beginning of the movie. And I was like, oh man, what role was he in that was so important that he's like, gets early billing that I didn't remember? Um... It's not an important one. He's in two scenes, one at the beginning and one at the end. Like, I don't know what his negotiation tactic was, but somehow he negotiated to get early billing in this movie. So I'm proud of him. Another high, the older Stevens brother, Donnie Stevens. So hot. Like, I don't remember him from the TV series. I don't remember him from this movie, but I I just can never forget him now. Also, Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Would you have imagined in 2002, 2003, that this dorky, curly-head kid from a Disney Channel movie would be part of the iconic 
um, that Zoom script reading with Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston in like 2020. Like Shia LaBeouf, man. I can't wait. We'll dive into him in a, in a little bit. But he has uh, he has done a lot in his career. Uh, another high, beans. That's it. That's the tweet. You know those TikToks that are like, I'm not the main character. I'm, you know, whatever side character. Like the girl with the nerdy brown hair. Like, no. Like, I'm not the main character. I'm the beans. Perfect side character. And then of the non-Even Stevens, like, recurring characters, I would say the next star of this movie is Tim Meadows, a.k.a. the principal of Mean Girls, a.k.a. the star of SNL in the 90s. I have a lot to say about Tim Meadows. Um, But he is definitely, definitely high in this movie. It really shows his full acting range is just beyond, you know, what they could showcase on SNL. Um, I really do say I have to... I forgot how this movie ended, but when I was watching it this time around and like remembering bits and pieces going in, I do think it had to be like much more enjoyable than when I previously watched it. It's really a good movie. I think I can't pick out certain like clear highs because it's just solid. The family's really sassy. The dialogue is sarcastic as hell. Beans and Lewis are like really good friends. Um, And it's, basically the Truman show all wrapped into one so I don't know how how it could get you know better than just just solid movie you know start to finish and then it ends with a musical number like they were like Sarah do you know what would take this movie that you loved and make it even more iconic it's an ending song called dream summer or summer vacation or I, I watched it three minutes ago and clearly I already forgot but you know you know that Christy Carlson Romano was like I'm only going to do this movie if I can sing at the end and boost my music career because that's what all the early 2000s Disney girls did that's it she's just negotiating you know she wanted to be Hilary Duff she wanted to be Raven they both got musical things Lizzie McGuire movie is music musical you may say. And then Raven freaking got three Cheetah Girls movies where she got to sing and dance. Yeah. I don't blame Christy Carlson Romano. I don't. Okay. What would I change? What were some lows? My list here is a little bit longer. First of all, the movie starts out. Ren Stevens is graduating junior high. Not high school. Junior high. It's a whole like production there's a like song that everyone sings they give speeches it's outside everyone's there in cap and gowns and a run looks 25 not 13 so okay that's one thing b i don't think that my high school graduation had as much pomp and circumstance as her junior high graduation so that didn't age great also I clearly have a lot of thoughts on this one opening sequence. Ren is the personal assistant to the junior high principal. And as someone who has two friends who teach junior high, I really don't think this is a thing. I don't, I, I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that the principal, like, lets a 12-year-old be their personal assistant. Um, 
And Ren also has a boyfriend who's, like, taking her out to dinner after junior high graduation. That's, like, not realistic. It wouldn't have flown with my parents when I was 13 years old. And I think maybe the reason, like, looking back that I had these, like, insane crushes in the 2000s was because of the unrealistic portrayals of these junior high relationships. I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, I have a lot of concerns about Ren. Okay. As we move forward into the movie, Lewis Stevens plans to spend his summer in this, like, ultra lounge chair that he created. You know, high tech for 2003. It's got everything he needs. Snacks, footrest, TV. But there's mosquitoes. And so how does he solve for this problem and create mosquito netting? Oh, why not just use Ren's pantyhose? What preteen girl... Okay, A, what preteen girl owns pantyhose? I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm an adult, but like, I don't. And then there's probably a hundred pairs of pantyhose strewn about between Ren's room and Lewis's mosquito netting. Like, I, how? What? Why? Why are you wearing pantyhose? You're a preteen girl. Like, you're not 60. Um... Another low that honestly may be high. I don't really know how I feel about it. The dad, which I never realized, the dad is named Steve Stevens. Okay. That's not unique. Um, and then the mom, Eileen, I think is her name. I was getting these Hillary Clinton vibes from her pretty early on. And it turns out her character, which again, don't remember this at all from the TV show, show or the movie, She's a state senator. So I'm like, oh, my Hillary Clinton vibes were so on point. Um, But yeah, I can't decide if the parents were a high or a low. Um, I think Steve Stevens is really, you know, bare minimum for uh, the writer's room coming out of this movie. There's also some concerns with things like CGI, but like, eh, 2003, I won't hold it against him. Um probably some cultural appropriation um there's also a bunch of like white blonde children running around on this island uh, as quote-unquote natives but i i don't know they're all dressed up like they're from the pacific islands and they're talking in you know pretty um distinct accents and they have these traditions that they're passing off as their culture and they force the Stevens family to eat slugs and make it seem like a disgusting local food. So I don't know. It's just not great. Um, but, you know, I guess that's the whole plot of the movie. There's also a scene where a snake drops down from the trees and starts hissing at Ren. So Ren freaks out, but you guys, don't worry, because there's hot island guy, Mutai, who I think his real name is Jason, but let's, speaking of cultural appropriation, let's name him Mutai. Um, he's there to save the day by doing exactly what you would expect, which is hissing back at the snake. Um, I'm not Steve Irwin, but I feel like if the snake hisses at you, you don't hiss back at it to scare it off. Again don't know. Not the highest high of this movie. And then I think my last low is, um, 
I mentioned that Family Fake Out is like supposed to be on this island called what is it? Mendova, Mandelovia, Mandalino, Mandalino. Um, but apparently they realize that like it's filmed quote unquote locally on an island of the coast called Catalona, which sounds like a wannabe Catalina Island. Okay, fair. Um, but the whole point of this is like, they're not actually that far away. We can get there by boat. It's like a casual boat ride from Sacramento. And I'm not a geography major, have never studied it professionally. Like, don't remember all the details from like when I had to put places on a map in fifth grade. But after living in San Francisco for four years, I'm pretty sure Sacramento is not on the coast. Pretty sure it's landlocked. Pretty sure. Um, okay. So those are my highs. Those are my lows. I feel like this is just a solid movie. You know, I was like, wow, I bet everyone loved this as much as I did. Like no complaints, like just really elevated. Um, and then I got on the internet and I saw the absurdly low rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 40%, 40, four zero, you guys, that's rude, honestly. And then it only has a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, which is, again, better, but not great. And I was going to be insulted, but there's like a small silver lining, which is that in one of the first um, Google reviews is a random dude who says, third best Disney Channel original movie ever, only topped by Geek Charming and Let It Shine. This is a decent film, one of the rare Disney Channel original movies that are actually good. Thanks, random internet dude. Um, I don't know what Geek Charming and Let It Shine are. I guess I'll get to those at some point in this decom journey. Um, but I'm glad that this, you know, art that is the Even Stevens movie has been appreciated by random internet guy. And then, obviously, movie critic Allison Rake says, easily one of my top 10 movies of all time. So I don't know about you guys, but highly recommend watching the Even Stevens movie this week. Um, so where are they now? Okay. This is honestly such a solid cast. So I feel like I need to give them the respect they deserve. Um, let's start with the troublemaker of the group, Louis Stevens, obviously played by film icon Shia LaBeouf. He was Lewis Stevens. He was Stanley Yelnats. He was the star of Transformers. He was in Indiana Jones. He released that live stream of himself watching him act. What more? What more do you want from this man? He's an icon through and through. I just, there's no more to say. Speaking of icons, uh, let's see what my girl Christy Carlson Romano has been up to. Three names. That's how you know she's important. Um, obviously, she crushed the game, not only as Ren Stevens and the mean bitch from Cadet Kelly, but she was motherfucking Kim Possible. Oh, oh, that doesn't impress you? Okay, well, she was also on Broadway as Belle in Beauty and the Beast and two other Broadway shows that I didn't care to read about. Um, she's a mom of two. She has half a million followers on TikTok. And somehow, with all those followers, she still can't line up how she's moving her mouth to lip sync with the audio sample in her videos. But you know what? That's okay. That's okay. We'll move on to our next icon, certified star, Tim Meadows. 
I mean, where to begin with him? I actually, I don't think I can list all of his accomplishments because we'd be here for an hour. But I will say that it's kind of bizarre for me to think about the fact that the same man who was like a star on SNL for 10 seasons and like has a really impressive and illustrious career across film and TV. When I think of him, he's best known for this decom and Mean Girls. Um, but, you know, good on you, Tim Motos. You're actually a very talented comedian. Um, he's also a fellow Michigander, which we love. And he went to the same high school as former Michigan State basketball player and convicted murderer Keith Appling. Wow. Fun. And obviously, because I can't end the show on murder... Uh, let's check in with Beans. Beans, uh, aka, I don't know, Bernard Beans, something or other, um, is played by some dude named Stephen Anthony Lawrence, which is on the opposite end of the name spectrum when you think about it. His career kind of fizzled out around 2013. He never really went on to do anything super impressive. But in a 2018 interview with Business Insider, Stephen Anthony Lawrence let us know that he teaches acting to kids for a mere $40 per week, which feels like a suspiciously good deal. Like, I'm not a parent. I don't know how much it costs to, like, send your kids to a camp or, like, a sports team. But I feel like that's not bad. Maybe, like, suspiciously so. He's also on Cameo for $45 per video, so uh, check that out. Um, he won't rule out an Even Stevens reunion, which is nice. And he gives me, like, really strong, um, really strong Paul Giamatti vibes in this day and age. So, yeah, that's it, you guys. Kind of a short episode today because, um, going to be honest, had a lot of mimosas this morning. So I will leave it at that. I thank you all for listening. We'll be back. I don't know, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whenever I get around to it. Thank you for joining this episode of DCOMS and Self Block.